Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The Saturday session cricket update. Thanks to Razine for expert paint and colour advice. Yes, it is time for our Razine cricketing segment, affectionately, lovingly known as Swinging Both Ways. With Razine for experts, paints and colour advice. Grant Elliot, there's lots to discuss. We could talk about the now or the past or the future. Um, let's go the past. Topic number one, Gary Stead. Gary Stead, mm. very successful New Zealand uh, coach, will remain in charge and across all formats of the game. What's your reaction? Yeah, I got asked uh, this on, on Beave and Kim's show, and I think that my reaction about it was I'm pretty sure that earlier on in the year they were talking about split uh, roles happening, and a lot of countries are doing that. You see, obviously, McCullum doing the test uh, matches for England, and then you see Matthew Mott doing the white ball stuff. Um, I think that it's the natural progression of things. Maybe we're not quite there yet. Um, the reason why the split role for me will work well is because I don't think that you'll have as much churn with your coaches. I think that you then they'll have rests, they'll have the ability to go and maybe do some franchise stuff as well in and around you know coaching the New Zealand teams. But what you need to do is I think you need to find out uh, who's going to be that director of cricket. It's finding a director of cricket. So I think Gary Stead, potentially, you know, if this goes to mid-2025, maybe we'll be in a position where Gary Stead can be the director of cricket and then underneath him, you've got three coaches or two coaches that will then go and, um, uh, um, you know, speak to Gary about their role. Um, So the structure's not there. And with David White leaving as CEO, maybe the timing was right to just kind of reaffirm Gary, sign him up till 2025 give a little bit of consistency. And the reason why consistency is good is that that's why the, the Black Caps have been consistent in performances is because the support staff has been consistent around them. When I was in a, a for five years, uh, we had a different um, coach in, in, you know, five different coaches in five years when I played in the era where we did terribly. And then suddenly we got consistency and then that translates into consistent selection, which translates into consistent performances. So I think it's a good move. But, you know, the, the one thing I will say is that a lot of these coaches need time off because they're traveling so much. They're missing yes. their family. Um, so that's one thing that I think why the split coaching works a lot better. And I think we'll probably see that move in 2025 then once he's finished. It's incredible to think we've only had two coaches over, over a decade. Yeah. Haven't we? Yeah, yeah. With Stead and Hessen. And, and, you know, what does that lead to? Our most successful era, of course, that, that's a very simplistic um, way of looking why they have been successful. But it's certainly played a part now, hasn't it? Absolutely. I think, you know, the, the reason why it plays probably the biggest part is what I alluded to earlier, is selection. So you've got that relationship with, uh, you know, the Black Cap selector who they, they yet to appoint someone else after Gavin Larson's gone to Warwickshire as director of cricket. But um, that, that when, when I played in an era where we were poor, every game you thought was going to be your last game. You thought, if I don't perform here, I'm out. It was just sort of in and out selections. They're looking for silver bullet selections, whereas now they give players 
the confidence and the backing um, to, to play enough games and almost you have to prove them really wrong to get out of the team. And that gives the player the, the freedom to go out and express themselves. And that's exactly um, you know, what happens with a lot of players. We see new players coming in and doing very well. Someone like Daryl Mitchell, you know, he was in and out for a, a while, but every time he came in, he felt comfortable in the environment, in his role, and the communication is just crisp and clear. Excellent stuff. Let's move on, shall we? Um, another cricketing league has appeared. Another cricketing league in the U.S. of A. The United States of America Major League Cricket has started. Um, the Texas Super Kings, who uh, and you're the expert on the T20 leagues, uh, Grant, because you've played in nearly all of them. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I assume they are, they're tied to the Super Kings in India, uh, the Texas Super Kings, where one Devin Conway made 55. Um, Pretty good top four, uh, Fuff Duplessis, who was amazing in the uh, IPL, uh, out first ball. David Miller's in that side, Mitchell Santner, Dwayne Bravo. They made 181 for the loss of six, uh, facing the likes of one Lockie Ferguson, who took two for 23 off four overs, uh, against the Los Angeles Night Raiders. Martin Guptill, um, gone without scoring, looking at other Kiwis in that one. Lockie Ferguson coming well down, made one because he had to bat. That's never a good sign. Bowled out for 112 and 14 overs, the Los Angeles Knight Riders. Um, and the Super Kings start with a comfortable uh, victory. 69 runs. You've got it on the screen there. People have turned up. People have turned up. Yeah, it looks like there's a, there's a crowd in today. And actually, I, I just want to talk about today's game because... That was obviously the Texas Super Kings, but the San Francisco Unicorns versus the Mumbai Indians, New York. And uh, Corey Anderson just got 91 or 52 balls. Yes, that's Corey Anderson, who played in the 2015 World Cup. He just pumped seven sixes and four fours, um, and their team got 215 for five. I was watching him hit... Rabada to all corners. Rabada came on, he was two for five of two overs, and he ended up with four overs for 32. He got absolutely smashed in his third over by Corey Anderson, who hit him for three sixes. So it, lo it looks like a decent competition. The one thing I will say is, you know, you've got the same players that are playing in kind of like the IPL that, you know, travel to, to play in these teams. And when you, when you look at the teams, they're obviously based around... Um, the the IPL teams. So you look at that that Texas uh, Kings, and you've got the likes of Mitch Satner, uh, Faf Duplessis, um, and Devin Conway, who all played for the Chennai Super Kings. So what we're seeing is we're seeing franchise cricket, and we're seeing these IPL teams buying up teams in other leagues so that they can extend their reach, um, which is a danger for international cricket. Everyone knows that. It's a huge danger. Um, you know, I'm watching Kieran Pollard bat now at the moment, and you know he's in the same colours as he was for Mumbai Indians. So there's a lot of uh, resource being put into American cricket by the ICC. They believe that this is a territory that can expand with the game, and a territory that has been expanding with cricket. So um, mm -hmm. a bit of a test run, I guess, but with the backing of ICC and all the IPL owners, I think it'll be nothing but a success. Should we talk about the big issue though? What is the it? San Francisco nickname? San Francisco Unicorns. I I, I, I have issues. I have issues with that. Why? <laughs> it's a dreadful nickname for a sporting team, isn't it? A unicorn. It, it's not very Red intimidating. Rubbish. A unicorn. That's not it? very intimidating. Don't rainbows come no. out of the horn? 
You know, like it's not, you don't, it doesn't <laughs> strike the fear of God into you. The Kevin no, Mialamu lightning strike behind the head doing the haka. We're playing the unicorns. Yeah. Going yeah. to cover us in uh, fairy dust. I don't know. Candy yeah. floss. Yeah, candy <laughs> floss. Something like that. Only the big issues here on uh, Swinging Both Ways in association with Razine, of course. Grant Alley and Daniel McCartney uh, looking at the big issues in uh, cricket. Uh, right, let's move on from the United States of America. Um, let's go to a marquee test match series. Grant, we've been utterly captivated by the Ashes. Uh, three matches and three really gripping encounters. And England, to their credit, have given themselves a chance. They win the remaining two. Do we win the series three two? A drawn series will see Australia retain the Ashes, uh, but a brilliant response from them over the last couple of weeks. We've had some good friends uh, calling Grant from all parts of the world, haven't we? Former Irish international Mark Hardier uh, called in from Zimbabwe, didn't he? he? Called in from Zimbabwe late in the night to tell me I know nothing about cricket and that Australia are not a better side. Um, I did enjoy the Australia going up to nil. Um, I, I'm less confident at two one. Uh, Grant, uh, do we have someone joining us this week? Because, we, you know, we like to be fair and balanced on this. We like to get both sides of the coin. We do. We always, we like to be fair. We like to have parity, as our All Blacks uh, listeners were saying in the forward pack. We want parity. Can you explain who's on the line? Yes, I just got a text earlier, and it was someone who um, I played a lot of cricket against in Holland in my formative years uh, in the Netherlands playing league cricket. He texted, and he's from... Melbourne, Australia. It's Christian Sizen phoning in all the way from Australia, and he is pro Australia, I'm guessing. Sizer, how are you? Great. How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. How are you? Oh, can you tone that Aussie accent down a little bit? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, hey, I love, turn I it love up. that voice. That wow. is the voice of an Australian cricket fan who knows what's going to happen, Grant. He knows his side's going to win the Ashes. Sizo, I want to ask you something. Does that shirt that I gave you, that stretchy sort of uh, uh, black cat yes, shirt, I does it, it. it still fit you? It does, mate. I still work out in the gym now and then when the All Blacks uh, win uh, a rugby match. Not saying that you're from New Zealand anyway, but anyway. <laughs> um, but if we just rewind a little bit, mate, and go back to the Holland days and uh, when you were bowling against me when I didn't actually know you that well and you were trying to bounce me and a lot of verbal abuse... Um, <laughs> We uh, actually uh, got on quite well after that and did a bit of travelling. And the thing is, I, I know your co-host there said uh, that he carries you on his shoulder a lot. And I can tell you what, uh, for all the viewers viewers out there, I carried uh, Grant a lot. I do remember he was at the lowest point of his career. He didn't even have a career there in Holland. And um, I had to stout him beers all night at a lovely bar called 2005, which is 2005 Cafe Bar. He had a, he was a bit teary-eyed and... We didn't, I didn't see much of him the uh, last couple of seasons after that we did, obviously, and a uh, good friend. And then uh, next thing you know, he's playing for New Zealand. I thought, geez, he's doing all right here. Sent him a few messages. Then he's playing in a World Cup. And I thought, oh, this would be a good chance to catch up. Sent him messages. And, uh, and do you think he gave me anything back? He gave me absolute <laughs> donuts. <laughs> donuts. So my point, my point, I know I haven't got much time here, but my point being, I gave him so much at his lowest point of his life and then when he was at his highest point of his career, gave me nothing. Oh. Uh, that's Grant Alex in a nutshell. We've got a new weekly correspondent. I think. Yes, I think we do, mate. I've got a lot on Grant Elliott, I can tell you that much. I think we need to send Sizer some rub and cue for this barbecue, I reckon. We're sending him some rub oh, and cue, Pat, to, 
to just to, to patch up. I must admit, size. What I will say in my defence, okay, and I know that you yep. you can uh, abuse me about this. I actually turned my phone off for about yeah, six or seven months. days because I had 186 WhatsApps, the same amount of texts, and I had emails. But that was to all the people that uh, – so thank you for trying to get in touch but, with me. Mate, it was probably but, to hey, abuse me, though, to tell me that the Aussies were going to absolutely smash <laughs> me in Melbourne. But, hey, if I were to turn my phone off and you and your lovers, mate, where, did, where would have you gone? Hey? Exactly. I, I owe a lot to you. Hey, so, Sizer, so let's, let's get on. I mean, you're pro-Australian. Yeah. We know that from the course, accent. Course. What's happening with the Ashes? Who are they going well, to play? What? Are they going to play Mitch Marsh and Cameron Green together and drop yeah. Warner? I think, uh, you know what, I think Warner's going to stay. Warner will stay, but why not uh, keep the two, uh, the two all-rounders and drop, depending on the wicket, obviously, whether we have Todd Murphy in or not. But um, why not? If the wicket's not going to turn like they thought it was going to turn in the last Test match, and it didn't, so... Let's have a look at the wicket and then see our availability with who's fit and who's not and, and go from there. But why not play the two all-rounders, the attacking batsmen and, and good uh, attacking bowlers? Is there, is there a little bit of intrepidation now? Because I said last week, um, I said on the show, I said Aussie 5-0. I said Australia yeah. have the yeah. better team and now suddenly England have gone, you know, they've, they've managed yeah. to wrestle one back. Is there a little bit of intrepidation or is it 4-1? Yeah, no, no, no. Four. Look, I... I Let's rewind a little bit again. Your lovely, you're not your, you're not New Zealand, but uh, um, McCullum, obviously, with this spazball, and we call it spazball over here, but um, <laughs> you guys did, you guys did get under our skin, uh, the New Zealand, uh, the English did get under our skin in regards to this spazball, because we were like, oh, you know, you've, you've won, what, 11 tests uh, out, of, out of 13, doing so well. And it did, actually, we're talking a lot about it here. We thought, oh, geez, what's, what's going to happen? But obviously, that, that declaration early from Stokes, a lot of talk about that, but uh, it got under our skin. But after we've gone two 0 we thought, oh yeah, we got you know. I think we've got a little bit cocky here now. Thought five 0 but I'm I'm hoping for cricket's sake that it does go two two and we go to the final fifth test. How good for cricket and test cricket would that be? Because you know I think this all this T oh. Twenty slog and bog along that uh, it kind of doesn't ruin <laughs> the game. But I'm I'm 50 years old. I love the old tradition, the test. So let's go let's go two two and then Australia win it three two in the final fifth. Well, it's been a brilliant series, and that would, uh, you know, uh, line it up, arguably be the finest Ashes that we've seen um, in, the, in the modern era. It's been wonderful for you. One thing I'm confident on, guys, uh, about Australia coming back, Steve Smith just hasn't fired yet. Yet. I'll say it again, yet. I know he's got 100 yeah. in this, but 190 runs in total, averaging take over 31. Grant, that's going to change, mate. Steve Smith's too good not to win a game. Well, well Smith yeah. and Labuskakhni as well, or Labuschagne, <laughs> as he calls himself. I don't know what happens uh, when you go to Australia, change your name. But, um, yeah, they, they, they've struggled a bit. Well, not, not so much Steve Smith, but that's where they've been dominant. And I think if England can just get the ball swinging, Chris Wokes has been very good um, acquisition for England with bat and ball. Um, you need to get them early. If you don't get those guys early, they score big. A little bit like Christian Sizen used to in the Dutch league for oh, HCSC. I don't know about that. But what about Anderson? I think we, you know, when, we, when Anderson isn't bowling, we love it when he's not picked because he's to me he's he's a fine bowler he's a he's a match winner he gets those two or three wickets early. Old Trafford is it going to swing? Are they going to produce a, a green top? What are they going to do there? So we rate Anderson big time. So we're we're hoping that he doesn't get picked. 
Oh, Saizo, it's bloody good to hear from you, and I'm sorry that uh, my phone was off during the, um, the oh, no, 2015. You're no, you're not. But you know what? I think that Daniel, because he loves putting the boot into me, you're probably going to become a regular on the show so that you can get the boot into me as well. Daniel and I, mate, you just keep carrying him because I carried him for most of his life. So you, just, you, can, you can take on the bat so- mate. You can take on the bat now. Saizo, we are kindred spirits, my friend. I look forward to speaking to you again real soon. Thanks for dropping by and giving us the Aussie perspective. Okay. Thanks so much, buddy. Uh, Travel so that's brilliant as our cavalcade. Former teammates of Grant Elliott continues. Gee, we've been all over the world, haven't we, over the last few weeks, and finally good to get uh, an Australian perspective uh, on it. Are, are you st- it's not 5-0. Is it 4-1 now, Grant? You coming back to my world, 4-1? Yeah, I do, actually. Got to wrap this up in a word. Got to yeah. be quick. Yeah, you're always right, Daniel. There you go. Saizo, he is learning. He is learning. <laughs> Genuine science of improvement. There you have it, our Rosine cricketing segment, uh, affectionately, lovingly known as Swinging Both Ways.